funds and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft 2 and the esports scene. Hello. How's it going? Eh, doing all right. Just had some Taco Bell. Oh, very nice. Yes, it was. Mm. The Crunchwrap Supreme is uh, Crunchwrap Supreme is sometimes hit or miss, but this was a good one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. I still haven't had Taco Bell. Yeah, I know. I remember. Mm-hmm. It opened up like mm. six months ago. <laughs> haven't touched it. I know. Is there still a line around the entire building four times? <laughs> I highly hope not. <laughs> yeah, me too. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I hoped about uh, In and Out. Mm-hmm. The burger place when that showed up, like there were crazy lines, but man, the lines lasted for like a year. It was stupid. Really? People are dumb. People have no concept of how much their time is worth, I guess. <laughs> or maybe they do know and they just don't have any, uh, I don't care about their time. Or you're significantly underestimating the quality of In-N-Out burgers. I mean, I've had them. I'm not estimating anything. I'm giving you my opinion on them from direct experience, mm. and they're fine. Okay. They're not bad. They're not incredible. They're fine. Fair enough. Like, I don't know. When they showed up in Utah, I went because I was like, oh, okay. I haven't had one since I went, well, I was in California a couple of years ago, so sure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just fine. <laughs> and I haven't been back. So that's been my experience with In and Out. And that might be you. You might go to Taco Bell and be like, huh, this is fine and never go back. Mm. Entirely possible. Certainly possible. It is. Yes. Hmm. Anywho, Decadence. Are you caught up on Decadence? Uh, Yes. Let me quickly look at how many episodes. Question mark at the end of that sentence. (laughs) Right, because we we recently discovered that you have more episodes available of Fire Force. And so I am... Uh, Significantly, yeah. Yeah. So I have seen... Four episodes of Decadence. Episode four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. <clears throat> the last thing that I saw was she wasn't going to go on the mission, and mm. then she decided to? Then she decided to. The mission that is staged okay. to kill 80% or something of all the people going on it? Yeah. Yeah. So I have thoughts and questions about mm-hmm, this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be- number one, yeah, the players can't tell what an NPC is. I mean, by NPC, I mean human. They can't tell what a human is. Yeah, they can. They call, they refer to them as tankers. Oh, so when she's in the right. underground and she's like, I'm looking for pipe. And she's doing all those flip six, uh, sick flips and stuff. They're yeah. like, oh my god, is that a tanker? Like, what is she doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the lady straight up is like, come join us. You're awesome. Like, do they do this all the time? Do they always just grab tankers and like have them join well, the power? She was a tanker. She's human? Yeah. Yeah, that's the oh. that's the See, woman. The problem she... is, I can't tell who's human either. So... <laughs> okay, you can't tell, but they can. I'm not judging. That... <laughs> I'm just asking. The woman who was like, "Oh, hey, come no, join know, the, the power. awesome lady." Yeah, right, right. Her, yeah, who was uh-huh. the most powerful tanker? It would... so she's better than all the other like robots that have human avatars. No, she's the most powerful tanker. Oh, so she's the best of the humans. I mean, everyone seems to totally respect her, and she seems really awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we've seen any of the robot avatars do any better. Have you? Uh, no, but I, I, uh, I just don't think they haven't shown it. Right? I, I'm not saying she isn't like a ranker. Like she's not like top ten or something. She probably is, 
but we're told that uh, a big part of the storyline that's going to be coming for the MMO, not the actual show, is that yeah. a bunch of top like legendary heroes are coming back. And so yeah. they will probably not be tankers, they'll be players. Okay. Yeah. So everybody thinks that boss is just a tanker. Yeah, yeah. At least well, the, tank- the other tankers do. Yes, I would imagine so. But she calls him Kabu, which infers that she knows who he is. Is his name Kabu? Robot name? uh, Yeah, the guy that owns Pipe. His name's Kabu Giri or something. She refers to it, abbreviated as Kabu. But I mean, is that his name as a robot or is that that his name when he's a tanker? No, no, it's the same, yeah. Oh. So either she just knows his name or she knows that he's a robot. Or both, yeah. Oh, but we don't know. But we don't know, yeah. She is so thirsty for him. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. She's like, oh, that, yeah, that's a guy. That's Kabu. She's like, I want to fuck you right now here in front of everyone on this dirt ground. That's, He's like, yeah, not interested. That's not what she says. Oh, the subtext, Samacron. Come on. She the, wants him so bad. Yes. She wants him more. She, she The reason she does this she risks her life in this setting is because she wants Kabu so bad. Right, but that doesn't mean she doesn't have her own standards of privacy and decency. She doesn't know There was nothing about, like, let's do it in front of everyone. Okay, fine. I took some artistic license. But I guarantee if he'd been like, hey, you want to have sex right now? She'd be like, yes. Yeah, but she'd be like, let's go find somewhere. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out how thirsty she is, because I think she's really thirsty. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I like her, though. She's cool. Yeah, she seems fun. She was like, I don't know, like, the way she interacted with our heroine, mm. uh, Natsume, mm-hmm. she just, I don't know, she wasn't derisive. She wasn't mean to her. She wasn't, she didn't try to influence her in any way, really. When Natsume's like, I'm out, she's like, all right, that's cool. Right? Mm, yeah, I mean, she did. Like, she puts the, the the seed of logic of, like, why do you fight? Like, why do you want to do this? As, like, a yeah a reminder of why she's here. And that it ultimately well, changes her mind to go back and join the mission again. It does. But if the answer had been, I don't actually want to fight, or my reason for fighting is a bad one that I don't respect right. about myself, and I don't want to do this, she would have been like, all right, that's cool, great. Yeah, it could have been. It could have given either, it a second thought. Could have gone either way, yeah. Yeah. She she gave Natsume the freedom, is all I'm saying. And I don't know, a lot of adults in that position, if there's a kid, they would try to influence them more strongly, I think, in Mm -hmm. whatever direction they wanted them to go. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like she was fine with just letting Natsume do what she wanted. So Mm -hmm. that was good. I appreciated that. What other question did I have? Uh, Anyway, just, I mean, I do love the continual, just the MMO concept that they're continuing to grow. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> like we're gonna take down the alpha monster it's gonna be hard and it's gonna be in this frozen tundra and there's all this fog and snow and it's gonna suck but you can do it sign up now and they're like yeah this is not gonna work <laughs> i i just i don't know i can't imagine like warcraft ever doing that being like here's a new raid mm-hmm. it's super epic and it's the end of everything and then being like nah we're gonna make it so hard nobody's going to succeed. And then we'll bring in these legendary players from the past and they'll win. Like, I would be pissed. I was <laughs> one of those players that just was set up to fail. Mm. Yeah. You think so? I'd be um, upset, that's all. I, I mean, I'd 
probably be upset. But I don't, like, I don't know. The fact that it's a real world changes a lot of the ways a game operates. Um, like, because it's not a virtual environment. If you died in World of Warcraft, you just, alright, let's try the raid again. And people would just sit there and grind it until they got it. Yeah. And eventually they'd hit a point where they realized that, oh, this just is impossible. And they'd log off and leave. <laughs> right? Yeah, and it makes me wonder why that's... Apparently, that's not how they do it in this game, right? R right, because everyone is aware that the NPCs are real. Convincing them that something is happening actually makes the experience better for themselves. So even if they all pretend to die, like 80% of them wiped off, the tankers still die. The, well, the tankers that are in the power still die. The tankers who are still in decadence think that they're on like a knife's edge of being ex uh, exterminated. And... That putting yourself into that environment changes the experience for the player. Yeah, no, it totally does. Yeah, that's why they can get away with it here. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Because imagine if World of Warcraft instituted, like, oh, if the NPCs die, they don't respawn. <laughs> God, would be amazing. But there are different species than you, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, well, it has several species, so yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I just mean, like, do the robots consider humans contemporaries in any way? Or do they see them as subspecies lower than them, right? Uh, well, I think the fact that there are humans in the power says that they don't look, they don't feel necessarily superior, but more protectors. They're in that kind of a role. Like, I guess. Yeah. I, hmm. You think so? You think they see the humans as needing protecting... Okay, Largely, so in the yeah. sense that it helps their MMO, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, but protecting them because they does like they are just inherently deserving of protection, right? Not inherently deserving, but inherently requiring. Yeah, yeah for right. the game. Yeah, which is a different thing. Well, no, not even just in the game. Just like these, like if we were to like, all right, all the players pull out, the humans could not stand on their own; they would just die. <laughs> Probably. Right? So it's one part game, one part conservationist program, right? They're actually, the, yeah. they are there enabling the survival of humanity. Yeah, but that means humans are basically like lions on a game preserve, right? Mm, kind of, yeah. And we don't see ourselves in any way equal to lions. It's true, but we don't have lions sometimes joining our military or challenging our ideas. Right. I'm sure people have tried. <laughs> they tried to get lions. I saw to Jurassic join their World military group. <laughs> I'm just saying there have been people in human history who've been like, you know, it'd be really awesome. Domesticated lions. Mm. It just never worked. Wool bears. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did it with elephants. And we've done it with dogs. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dolphins. We've used pigs in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But these anyway, aren't endangered an, species, which is why we're uh, freely able to domesticate and use them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's good. It's good world build. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I did appreciate... Okay, so when uh, Kabu is like, you can't go, you're going to die, but I can't exactly tell you why. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> uh, I usually hate those scenes, right? I've complained about those before. It's like, okay, you need to communicate a really important idea to somebody, and you were bad at it. Mm -hmm. 
Like you were just objectively bad at communication and now things are bad and it's your fault because you suck at this. I thought he did about as well as he could do considering he couldn't tell her her entire world is basically she's in a zoo. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Number one, he, she probably wouldn't believe him. And like number two, he couldn't trust that she wouldn't spread it around mm-hmm. and get herself and everybody that she told killed. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought he did as well as he could do with those restrictions, mm-hmm. and he kind of succeeded, but not in the end. Right. Yeah. He did. So I, I liked that. that was I think a good it's thing. like wh- it's one of the only times I've seen that attempted, where it's like, okay, we're gonna have the traditional. I'm trying to explain something to you, and you're not gonna want to listen, and you're not going to listen, but it's for good, valid reasons, not for stupid reasons. Like I don't know how explaining things works. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. That was good. Good scene. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. So Decadence, two thumbs up. So good so far. Cool. So how far are you in Fire Force? Uh, episode three. Okay. So you have to tell me what happens at the end of episode three. Um, geez, what does I've I've seen it, but I just don't remember oh, which one okay. it was. So Shinra just showed up to save the fifth pillar. The, ah, the, yes. the chick who can smell fire. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and he's about to start fighting the macho boxer dude. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. She's a funny character. Uh, funny how? Maybe she gets there in the next episode. But just um I don't know, just the concept that she can tell when fires are going to break out and her impulse is to rob the house mm-hmm. and save the individuals. It's like it's a very uh I don't know. It's not Robin Hood. No. But her mentality is like, this stuff's going to get burned up anyway. So, like, it doesn't help anyone just to let it go. And I don't have enough time to necessarily, like, call the fire department and have it taken care of, right? Right. I don't know. Just the concept that she's stealing and extorting, but also saving lives. And, like, that stuff was going to be gone anyway. It's a really kind of morally... Like, almost on the light side of morality version of thievery. It's weird. It's weird, but it really raises the question of what kind of insurance do they have in this world? Like, if someone's house burns down, like, what kind of payout do you get to try and rebuild your life? I mean, fires are so common. Right. I don't know if insurance is even bothering if they have insurance. <laughs> right, but like he, how you couldn't how could you do it? How could you run an insurance company that covered fires when fires happen multiple times a day in I, every city? I'd imagine it has to be like a governmental program. But Yeah. Um because that's the interesting thing, because they clearly the people who get robbed are reporting her. They're saying, Oh, my house burned down. And she took all my money, which means the money didn't burn up. You didn't lose it. You got they got stolen. <laughs> well, it, if it's burned up, you can't use it anymore. Right, but you could claim it on assets and value. But if it, yeah, but you but could it, still do that. You'd be no, like, hey, what up? My f- money was in there. It all burned to ash. Right. and it's gone now. But they haven't been doing that. They've been explicitly saying somebody robbed me. <laughs> Well, that's stupid. It's their own fault. Right, which is All why I have I'm to interested. say is this teenager showed up and saved my life. The end. Everything burned down. Please send me my check soon. <laughs> right? Look. It's not her fault they're stupid. Again, I, I don't think there's insurance. I think if your stuff burns down in your house, it's gone and you have to start over. It sucks. Mm. 
The interesting thing is she doesn't just smell like the supernatural fire. She smelt out a like an electrical fault. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She's not able just to predict like demon inspired fire breakouts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, normal fire too. I don't know. I think it's just mastery over fire in general. Like there's nothing about any of the pillars especially that's like I can only affect magical fire, right? Uh well, I mean, Shinra can't put out fire. He can only create his own. Right? Can he not? No, he's a third gen. Third gen don't have the ability to manipulate fire, only produce their own. And then second gen can yeah. manipulate, but can't create. Yep. And first yeah. gen just turn infernals. <laughs> right. Bad times. Yeah, don't be first gen. <laughs> don't be a first gen if you can help it. Mm-hmm. Then there are people who don't have any abilities whatsoever. <laughs> who is it better to be a first gen or a normie? <laughs> I mean, probably a normie. Dude, the captain of the... The eighth. The eighth is awesome. <laughs> He's like my freaking hero. <laughs> He's out there kicking ass with no ability to do anything with this magic fire that's popping up all over the place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, Nothing inherent, no magic powers, and he's just out there doing it, and he's great. Is he, though? Or is it... Whoa, is it, whoa. Is he great, or is they just devaluing everyone else's superpowers? Being like, <laughs> look at all the... Look at Mr. Incredible, unable to beat a normal Kai in an arm wrestle. I, I mean... Sure. Think about it, like... He fights the captain of, uh, I don't remember what company, the Benny Maru guy with both powers. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, he's a superpower. He's considered one of the strongest, and the captain can beat him because he works out every day. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's obviously genetically blessed as well, because mm-hmm. he's humongous. Sure. <laughs> that's all. Obi, that's his name. I found the list. Yeah, yeah, but... I don't know. Having just a regular dude go toe to toe with some of the most powerful people in the game, uh, in the game, in the show is just like, <laughs> well, they're powerful, but they're not that powerful. Well, I think that's good. I don't know if I want to watch a show of just like gods that can do whatever they want. If they've got some weakness to them, I think that makes it more relatable. I don't think he exploits many people's weakness. He he just literally has super strength, but it, it's yeah. not. It's just he works out. Right? It's a, supposedly a level of strength someone can do. While running a company, right? Like, don't forget this guy's paperwork, duties, you know, what else to do. But apparently he works out 10 hours a day and it hasn't ruined his body. That is correct. <laughs> uh, yep, 10 hours a day. It might have some long-term negative effects. Maybe. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked it when he was in the uh, underground or the nether or whatever. And he rips up part of a train track. Hmm. Yeah. Like, really, though? <laughs> Okay, so you just have questions about his abilities, not how they relate to other people's powers. Well, I mean, they they claim he's In and of themselves, you feel like they're too much. Uh, uh, Both, right? Like, either he has power, and it's just, he's really strong, and then, okay, it makes sense that he can go toe-to-toe with all these other people. Or, he doesn't, but he's just magnificently strong anyway, like, to a ludicrous degree. (laughs) Hmm. Alright, that's fair. Good character, though. Like, he's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. 
I just like, I don't know. I like that they have their whole crew at this point, right? They've got everybody. They started out with like three people <laughs> at the start of season one. And now it's one, it's Shinra, Obi, Inawa, Maki, Iris, Arthur, mm-hmm. Tamaki, Victor, Vulcan. Oh, you know what? I just got spoiled about new members on the <laughs> Wikipedia page about the manga. Uh, yeah, I was about to be uh, like, There's more people coming, apparently. I thought they were done. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot coming. <laughs> we keep the show and the manga apart, please? No? Not possible? Great. Fine. Mm, right. Anyway, point is, I like that they're growing. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I kind of figured that I'd add more people in, because when they arrive on the scene they're like uh what kind of show like we don't have enough people to deal with all this by ourselves do we it's one of the first things they say when they get to tracking down the fifth pillar right yeah yeah i mean and then one of the other companies sends like a hundred people and you're like ah okay (laughs) (laughs) some of these companies have a lot more foot soldiers than you guys do it's true well and especially who was the Who's crazy lady with the pink hair? Princess Hinata. Yeah, her company had like a bunch of dudes <laughs> that she just treated like garbage, but there were a lot of people. She had like eight angels, three. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yes, it seems like we could st- we're still growing and could still grow in eight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any legal upper upper limit, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Still like Arthur a lot. Arthur's hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can confirm. Uh, what else happened in that episode? Not much. That's kind of basically a million fires break out mm-hmm. for some reason, mm-hmm. and then both the good guys and the bad guys are trying to get the fifth pillar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Next episode is good. Spoilers. Yeah. It's good. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. I will yeah. look forward to it in like a, a week, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Actually, do I have a new one? Am I two? I'm going to see. Am I two weeks ahead of you or one week ahead of you? Crunchyroll Q. Uh, yeah, five is available for me right now. Ugh, garbage. How am I too ahead? Crunchyroll. I think it's because Anime Lab, for whatever reason, has only got it in dubbed. So they have to, you know, record English. <laughs> so they're going to be behind two weeks perpetually. Yeah, I guess it would be slower. Yeah. Because you have to translate it and then record it instead of just translating and typing it on the screen. Right, yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. A little annoying. Let's see, what else have we been... Sorry, what? Uh, it's a little annoying. Like, yeah, just for sure. Give me the option. I'll watch it in subtitle. Yeah. So we're also. I've been reading uh, Ghost of Onyx. Yeah. Which is a, a Halo novel that mm-hmm. Somicron has already read because he's a Halo novel guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read it like six years ago. Yeah. He remembers all of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff. Yeah, some. Some is probably an accurate word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. For a video game book, the bar is a little bit low. <laughs> Ooh. Question. Do you consider, like, the Witcher novels to be video game books? No, they're fantasy books that were turned into a video game. Right. But are they... These are books that were written after the video game. Right, right. Okay. But what about if new Witcher books came out now? 
Ooh, by the same author? Yeah. Then there's still fantasy novels. He's okay. continuing his existing fantasy series. Okay. What if he? See, but that's the thing. What if he switched tracks to follow the narrative that the games had set up instead of he had already Ooh. his pre-established canon? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. I think that starts to really straddle the line at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see where I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the bar so anyway, bar is not high. It is not high generally, uh, but I don't know. Like again, from what I've heard, apparently at some point in the Halo novel chronology, they started hiring existing sci-fi, like really popular and really as well established and excellent sci-fi writers to just write some Halo novels for them. Mm. And those apparently are really good because obviously the talent behind it is excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Craig so I'm trying to get there, but then Somicron said, read Ghost of Onyx first because he needs some character background before you get to that trilogy. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm reading Ghost of Onyx. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and I did also explain that before you read Ghost of Onyx, you should probably read Fall of Reach and before you, yeah, blah, 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 it keeps going. Correct. And I did. Not, no. Yeah. Ghost of Onyx <laughs> is probably a good place to start. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's prob- fine. I mean, there have been a couple things they mentioned that I'm like, I don't, I don't really know all the details about that, but all right. Like what? Maybe I can fill you in. Um, I guess, uh, to be obvious, the fall of Reach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've played Halo Reach. I know what happened in general strokes there. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Just what different characters have said about what happened and just some more uh, minute details that I just, I don't think I know at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't think it's affected the story at all. I think the story of Ghost of Onyx is pretty straightforward as to what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not confused about the plot of this book. The, mm, ooh, I'm now, so far. I'm now worried that there might be something very important that I've just remembered. Um, ah. Okay. So in Halo Reach, the game, yeah. Um, there's a point where you get the AI from Halsey and like, yeah. she like, all right, I'm getting on this Pelican. You get on that one. You get to the chief and give him that AI. And then she flies off. Hmm. I, the game doesn't cover where she goes and where she goes might be in the full of reach or it might be in this book. I don't remember which. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll figure We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Ninety percent sure it's this one, but it might not be. <laughs> yeah. Just the overall chronology is kind of an issue too. Mm-hmm. They throw a lot of dates like, at you. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dates, and there's like the differences between the Spartan Two and the Spartan Three program, I... and the Spartan One program, and <laughs> who is involved in what exactly, and who's training who. Okay, the Spartan One program was. Um... Uh, it was either Javelin or Orion. I always get them mixed up. But basically, mm. the Spartan 1 program isn't affiliated with um, Halsey and the Spartan 2s at all, right? Like, entirely different project managers, basically. Um, they only ad- adopted the moniker of Spartan 2s in honor of the entire failure that that first program was, right? So there were no, technically, there were no Spartan 1s. Like, so you don't need wow. to... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to actually know a lot about that then. <laughs> no, that you don't need to know about. Um, okay. And so then the Spartan 2 program, they kidnap kids from their parents and then flash clone them and send the clones back to their parents. And then the kids die slowly and the parents are very sad, but they don't wonder where their kid went because their kid is dead. Yes. Incredible. For the most part, yes. Um, and then they take these kids and they train them and then they make puberty go fast on them and they in, like try to 
do all sorts of crazy biological stuff to them, and most of them die or are terribly disfigured. Okay, so yes to most things. The puberty thing is something that they did with uh, Gamma Company Three. of Spartan 3s, yes. Okay. Um, Spartan 2s were allowed to mature at their normal rates, and then at 14 gotcha. they were given their all their implants, and most of them were left, <laughs> left disfigured and dead. Yeah, like with the enhancements. With yes. massive washout rate. So is John Spartan 2? Yes. Okay, so John's a Spartan too. He's one of the lucky ones, mm-hmm. which we knew because freaking Hazley flipped a coin. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, hey. And uh, Kurt. Kurt is part of Spartan too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, with his team. Yes, but um, he was with the uh, blue team, which was the Master Chief's team. But he got, as you've read at this point, kidnapped by Oni essentially and was like yeah. hey do you want to train the next generation of spartans for us and he was like sure no worries oh was john in that group when kurt got kidnapped he was in the group but i don't think he was on that mission okay yeah oh yeah because i remember the names mm-hmm. from the group he wasn't there there okay got it yeah all right fair enough i thought that was pretty cool uh, mm. how they're like okay we need to get this spartan away from his group mm-hmm. and we need them to think he's dead mm-hmm how do we do this? I thought it was a pretty smart plan. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do a Spartan three program, mm-hmm. but we want a Spartan two to train him because he, you know, the Spartan two at least have some concept of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You need a Spartan and to how to prepare plus. somebody for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then they get about three hundred kids for Spartan three. Uh huh. Three hundred and thirty. Um, depends on the company, but yes. Yeah. Well, the one that Kurt is over, he specifically says there's 330 of them, well, he, but there were only... Kurt manages the first three companies of Spartan 3. So Spartan Alpha, Beta, oh. and Gamma. Gamma is the, th- the final one uh, where there was 330, and he couldn't bring himself to randomly cut 30 of them from the program. And so, right. yeah, that's what that that is. That's Gamma. So he requested the extra 30 seats, and he said they were given to him without question. They're like, deal. The government's like, fine. Military, uh, whatever. Sort of. That's, yeah. what, he says. Es- well, that's es- what he says. Essentially. He says they didn't push back at all on him. Yeah, Atkinson didn't. Yeah, he... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, al- all right, cool. al- Alpha Company, all dies. Beta Company, okay. all dies, except for Tom and Lucy. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So Tom and Lucy, we get their story because we're with them. Mm-hmm. And it's a great because it's like, oh, this is a kind of military engagement for Halo, right? There's like 300 spawns screaming across the field. And then it's like, oh, that by the way, they're 12. Yeah. 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 I can't, like, my brain can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brain's like, they're adults because they're Spartans, obviously. Nope. I mean, no, definitely not. I wonder if that's one of the things that like Microsoft is like, uh, could you guys maybe not make the heroes tin pot dictators like abusing child soldiers in our universe? Because Master Chief <laughs> is the poster child. But I do wonder how many people are looking at Halo uh, Infinite promotional material and be like, that guy was kidnapped as a child. Nobody. I don't think. Most people. No. No. Hmm. All right. So hold on. So Tom and Lucy's company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there? Okay. So they were there to deal with a basically a Covenant um, shipyard? No, they were there at the refinery. They were the refinery. They so were, Alpha, the first company was at the, the shipyard. shipyard? Yes. Okay. Yep. 
So regardless, they both complete their missions, Alpha and... Uh, beta. Yep. Beta. Yep. But all of them effectively die, except for Tom and Lucy, and Lucy is a mute now. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Gamma is the one that we spend the most time with during their training and whatnot. E yeah. I mean, it's so far in the book, sorry. So far, like, yeah. To the point that I'm at, there's a lot of time with Gamma. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of time with Gamma, but most of it is like right around their graduation right yeah yep. yeah they're, they're, yes, they're they've been training for a long time yes yeah 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 okay so i'm basically at the point where the story starts <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah like so i mean yeah because the, the stuff at onyx is happening now <laughs> they're doing a training exercise on the planet where this super secret military installation is that nobody knows anything about mm-hmm and then all of a sudden, these, like, drones start showing up out of nowhere and murdering people. And yeah. the kids are like, this doesn't seem like part of the training. I mean, maybe it is, but probably not. <laughs> probably not, yeah. Like, our, you know, our drill sergeant's an insane person, <laughs> but this seems a little bit beyond him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an emergency, and they're trying to deal with it, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. that's where I am. Yeah. That's, that's actually basically where I am as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So, it's good. I mean, I don't know. I kinda, they do, for the for the amount of time they're spending on each character and helping to develop them as a character, they're doing really well. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wish there was a little bit more mm. with almost everyone <laughs> in the book. <laughs> right. And I mean, maybe the point is these are soldiers. They don't have... The luxury. Like they're not really supposed to have super person, super deep and complex personalities. They're mm -hmm. just programmed to kill people mm -hmm. and Covenant, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, maybe that's part of it. Kind I of, don't know. kind of. Like you're on the right path because Halo Four does a lot to try and um, uh, analyze the humanity of Master Chief. Like, the, like the mm -hmm. opening cutscenes of that game are like someone interrogating Halsey, being like. Did you know you created a bunch of psychopaths, right? These people are at their core broken, <laughs> right? Right. And, like, right. the ending of Halo is, like, the chief looking over Earth, and he's like, you know, chief, you don't have to be a soldier all the time. Soldiers are just people. And the chief looks yeah. confused by the notion <laughs> of being a person. <laughs> right. Yeah, and for good reason, mm -hmm. considering all the everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Another thing I don't think most people know, Chief over 45. <laughs> right? He, Dang. Yeah. He's the oldest man, Spartan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he, like, by far the oldest one? No. No. Um, Like, all the okay. Spartan 2s are around the same age as him. Right? Okay. Give or take a two year or two, and depending on how I mean, much... I mean, how many of those are still alive? <laughs> That's a good question. That's entirely another question, <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, cryogenics is a thing in the game. Did the Chief age when he spent seven years between Halo 3 and 4? Uh, cryogenics is magic. I don't have an answer for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he could whatever they want it to be. Did he age? Ask the writers. I don't know. Mm, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it. Because what would be the point of cryogenics then? Right. Like if you. Well. If... So there's there's like sleep right mm -hmm. for long space journeys and stuff. Right. But... Where they keep you unconscious. But you're not necessarily in any kind of suspended animation. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's how it is in, like, um, is it Passenger? Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with uh, Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt. And yeah. 
I don't remember her name. Is the lady Cassie from Hungry Hunger Games? Um, yeah, Katniss Seventeen. Sister, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. There My sister go. would kill me for forgetting her name, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure in that one, it's just like you're knocked out and we're feeding you through a tube. No, but I I don't think they. It's age. not that you're not aging. You don't think they do? No, I don't think they do because all these people were expecting to wake up at some point on a new planet yeah. that's over a hundred years away, right? If that was the case, all these people would just age to death. By the time oh, they got I there. I forgot how far it was. I thought it was like a couple years. Yeah. Is it like a hundred years away? Yeah, because okay. he's like, he wakes up in the middle of the thing and it's like, well, you can't get back to sleep and you're over a lifetime's journey away. That's the crux of the movie. Oh, right. And then our heroes are dead at the end, but they've like turned the ship into an atrium. Sure. I don't remember the end of that movie. I don't think I finished it. <laughs> no, that's basically it. They There's all this shenanigans and blah, blah, blah. And then they basically... Uh, turn the ship into like a garden mm. that's how they kept themselves busy as i assume having a lot of sex with each other and <laughs> like taking care of the flowers and stuff right <laughs> because everybody wakes up at the end and they're like holy crap there's like it's like the garden of eden in here what happened <laughs> but our heroes are not around because they died of old age right yeah yeah it's fine again i still think the way that whoever it is fixed the movie was the right way to do it mm. which we've talked about right I think so. I vaguely just, remember something yeah. about it. Just the concept that you get it from Jennifer Lawrence's perspective. Mm. Oh, so someone, you're her. Someone and suggested then, a recut of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I do remember this. Yes. Basically swap like the second and first acts around where you get it from her perspective first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're with her and you wake up and there's this dude. And he's telling you stuff, but, like, you don't have anyone to verify anything, mm-hmm. any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. That'd be better. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, just, uh, I mean, they're far enough in the future. They have gosh dang faster than light travel. Mm-hmm. So, if they want to have cryogenics where you don't age and your cells literally don't age for seven years, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Support it. Mm. So, anyway, it's good. Stuff's happening. We'll talk about it more next week. Mm. We'll try to get it finished this week. I don't know. You're way faster than I do. <laughs> I know I do. Uh, Too fast. I got peace talks, and I was like... 45 oh, minutes. Done in one day. What am I going to do now? <laughs> I paid $13 for this. <laughs> Just read something else. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I do have a list, but... It's like there's reading and there's casting and there's watching anime and there's watching regular TV mm-hmm. and there's time for sports sometimes. Is there though? Mm, I think you can cut that out. Nope. Sports <laughs> is back and it's great. <laughs> We're not going to do sports right now. Yeah. Let's Unless you talk about esports and GSL. Yeah, GSL did, uh, did the things. Let's get some more stuff. Yeah. So the first round? Well, the first part of the bracket, what is it called? Like the playoffs? First round, the quarterfinals are over. Quarterfinals, that's the word. Yeah, because there are four matchups. Right, I think qu- quarter is four. <laughs> I think quarterfinals, I think four players. So I know, right? Mm. I get quarterfinals and semifinals mixed up sometimes, too, mm. for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. So, results of the bet. Suck it. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you certainly did. <laughs> Uh, we might have to stop betting because <laughs> I am like cursing these players. Mm. Last time I bet on Dark, 
and he failed to win a game mm-hmm. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. got 3 0'd. Mm-hmm. And this time I chose Innovation, who failed to win a game and got 3 0'd in the playoff, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, at the end of last year, if you've been like, hey, so there's going to be some GSL seasons. In the first season, Innovation will fail to win a game in the quarterfinals. Right. And Dark will fail to win a game in the quarterfinals. You would have not been believed. You would have been laughed <laughs> to, out of the room. To be right? fair, just about depending on whoever you picked, there would have been a 3 right? There was a lot of 3 going on in this quarterfinals. Unless I picked the winners. Right, but you sort of predicted them to win 3 And I think you could look at just about yeah. any of those games and been like, no, Trap should have been able to take a game of stats, right? <laughs> nope. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think stats just kind of outclasses Trap, personally. Mm, yeah, but I think a like, game... we watched those games, there was no point where I was like, yeah, Trap has this game won. I think Trap... Nope. I think Trap... No, I, I didn't say he looked like he was ahead at any of them, but I think on paper he should be able to take a game. Hmm. All right. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, the point is, Dong Gu, who is gosh darn back <laughs> from outer space, he is back from military. Mm-hmm. They talked about it. Like, it's not on his Wikipedia page at all, but he did do his military time. Right, but when? I don't know. Sometime <laughs> after he retired in the last seven years. So he did military and then came back, or he did military, kept retiring for three years, and then came back? I honestly don't know. It's oh. so shaded. Like, this history makes no sense to me. Again, the Wikipedia page says nothing. Mm. And the only reason I knew he did military is because one of the GSL interviews, which I don't usually watch, the interviewer asked him about the fact that he has done his military time and he's doing so well in GSL, which no one's done before. Mm. And I was like, aha, he did military at some point. <laughs> I don't know when, though. Fair enough. So Don Regu's the guy. Mm-hmm. No one else has gotten, no one else has made it back to the semifinal of a GSL after serving in the military in StarCraft II's history. Not one. So that was the thing they were talking about. So good has job, he- DRG. Hasn't Kira done his military? Was it Kira Dream, the one that's already done it and come back? Well, Liquipedia might have some answers, but maybe not. Probably not. I remember them talking about it. I don't see anything. in. I just searched military in Kira's yeah, page nothing. and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's not a, that doesn't mean anything. Right. I mean... Uh, Dream... Uh, yes, Dream has served his military starting in 2017. Okay. So... He, He's done. So if Dream had just beaten Rogue, <laughs> he would have yeah. he would have also been the guy. <laughs> he would have been the first guy to do military service and make it back to the semifinal of a GSL, correct? Mm-hmm. But Dong Gu beat him, beat him good. Yep. Too bad Dong Gu is going to lose to Rogue. <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's it's a ZBZ, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone is can beat anybody in a ZBZ. It's a stupid matchup, and I hate it. <laughs> It's not true. <laughs> I could not beat it's... Dong Regu in a ZBZ. Any pro could beat any pro. Anyway, the point is, uh, yeah. I again, I might be done picking against Dong Regu. Like, <laughs> I don't see the point of it at this point. He's three-o'd innovation. You don't think he's good enough to beat Rogue? No. Okay. I, I think innovation plays a lot of League of Legends. <laughs> You think innovation's done? I, I think innovation. As long as he keeps playing lol. I think innovation used to be the guy that won a premier tournament every year for like six years and hasn't done it in the last two. It's true. It's true. Oh, that's so sad and true. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. All right. Well, shoot. Anyway, so that happened. Uh, again, Don Regu has entered my list of players I trust with Mutalisks against Elite Terran players. Oh, yeah. It's Don Regu, it's Serral, mm -hmm. it's Rogue. Okay. I think that's it. All right. Like, spoiler alert, I just cast a Scarlet game. Okay. Against Future, the American Terran player who's 18. Yeah. She went Mutas, and she lost 28 of them <laughs> in 12 minutes. Not good. And I was like, Scarlet, no! You must take better care of your mutalisks. And she didn't listen to me. Mm. So she's out. She's out. Sad. I mean, she was never on. <laughs> she definitely... <laughs> she was never on the list. She did definitely not get into the club. She's not on the list. She had a chance. She had a chance to get in the club, and then she didn't. <laughs> I mean... I mean, the gold, <laughs> the gold standard for this is still Rainer going Ling Bane Ling Muta against Innovation in like a 30-minute game and losing like 59 mutalisks. It was... <laughs> Disgusting. Right, right. And then you have players like Serral who make 18 mutos and none of them die. And you're like, what? How? Mm. Voodoo magic. Yeah. Voodoo magic. Um Okay, so do you want to like double down on this bet? Alright. Oh snap. I, I will take uh, TY, you can take Dongray Gur. Whichever one goes further this round, we'll double the the punishment. The thing is, I don't want to curse him. This curse is strong. <laughs> it's not looking good. It's up to you. If you want to chicken out, that's your choice. Yeah, I think I'm going to chicken out. Mm -hmm. Chicken paladin. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. You no longer have the right to use the word falcon, right? You're a lesser avian species. Chicken. Wow. Brutal. Yep. I guess. Yep. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm with you about the TY versus stats as well. Is part of the problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty silly to bet against TY there. I think so. Yeah, like stats look good against trap, but it's trap. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, stats did crush cure, and did two one rogue. Mm -hmm. Tw and then two owed rogue. Mm -hmm. No, never mind. Got two owed by rogue. Oh, uh -huh. that was zest. I'm reading the wrong thing. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> That's all stats did. He two old cure, and then he two went rogue. That's what it was mm. in the group stages. Fair enough. Uh, but again, Ty crushed cure in the GSL final in season one. So, but Don Regur got out ahead of Ty in the uh, group stage two. It's true. Yeah, theoretically, he could be looking stronger. He might win. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I would not be shocked if Don Regur won this whole thing. I wouldn't be. I would be. <laughs> I do think his biggest, like his biggest uh, danger here is the rogue matchup. I think if he beats rogue, he can beat either Ty or Stats. Mm. I would pick him against both, either of those players. Right. Well, he did two one Ty in the group, mm -hmm. so maybe he can do it again. But best of seven, it's a bit different to a best of three. Got to win a lot more. It's true. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. First game starts tonight. Which one tonight. of these is it? This is, stupid, this is another stupid 3 a.m. one. Yeah. For me. Seven and a half hours from now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not watching that, but TY versus Stats is at a reasonable start time. Is it? So. Mm hmm. Hmm. Uh, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock my time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 2 p.m. So we'll be watching that one together. On the Discord. Again, if you want to join us for any GSL watching parties, we're doing it for the ones that are reasonable times for North America. 
It's true. Yeah. So Omicron counts as North America because he's on the same sleep schedule, effectively. Sure. For those interested, it'll be at 2 p.m. Australian. There you go. <laughs> but it, Maybe you don't have work. I don't know. 2 p.m. on a Saturday? Come on. Nobody has work. Oh, it's a Saturday. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Everyone can watch now. Hooray. Huzzah. Huzzah. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm. I kind of want to see how stats does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me get Pong Regu, though. Man, what he did against Innovation. He's like, hey, you're making Thors and stuff? Nah, it's fine. I'll keep making Mutalisks, and I'll make them look incredible. <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> Witchcraft? How? Uh, who taught you the ancient ways? I know. It's, I mean, it's, well, he's just magic boxing. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's not everything because Rainer knows how to magic box and he can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, in one of the games, Innovation went straight mech. And Dongergu was like, I'm just going to go Muta. And I'm like, oh, no. Here's another Korean Zerg player going Mutalists against mech. But, like, he, it, it worked, it man. Worked. It yeah. was insane. There's that one, I talked about this mm-hmm. um, in the Discord. There's a, there was like a three minute, here it is, in 60 seconds. In 60 seconds, there's a mech army on Dongregu's third base front doorstep. He's down 25 supply to innovation. Tastosis says he's probably dead. Mm-hmm. We'll get on to the next game, to him winning the game in 60 seconds. <laughs> 60 seconds. He crushes the push, he counters, he kills two or three more Thors with Mutalisks, and wins the game. <laughs> it's the most insane thing I may have ever seen against Inno. Anyone with Photoshop skills, please Photoshop Dongregu's face onto Nick Cage's in Gone in 60 Seconds poster art, please. Ooh, yeah. That'd be a good meme. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was. Yeah. I, I watched the time. I was like, okay, so 60, how long until GG? 60 seconds the other way. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> It was stupid. And I mean, this is Tastosis. This is... These are casters who have seen 100 million games of StarCraft II mm-hmm. and cast 100 million games of StarCraft II. Mm-hmm. And they looked at the situation and said, Dongregu is dead. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then it didn't not happen. dead. Yeah. And wins. Not just, oh, he survived the attack. Good job. Let's go on for another 10 minutes. No. Survive the attack, counterattack, win. It's impressive. Did not see that coming at all. Dongregu is nuts. It's impressive. It is. Because the world needed another elite Zerg player is what we're learning here. <laughs> Starcraft scene was like, we have uh, not enough. Not enough elite Zergs in the world. Let's, uh, let's look Dong Regu. We'll bring him back. Maybe Dong Regu is the next fruit dealer. He's going to win this season at GSL and then retire again. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, he's got those other wins from back in the early, you know, earlier in the decade. Mm, it's true. Fruit Dealer was just like, who is this guy? He's great. He he won the whole thing, and then he disappeared. Mm. It was nuts. Like, Fruit Dealer's story is one that I wouldn't mind seeing repeated because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Just the concept of an unknown showing up. A virtual unknown. It's not like he never played before. Right, right. Uh, but a virtual unknown who never nobody expected to win anything, to win the whole thing, look awesome doing it, and then just disappear off the face of the earth is insane. Incredible. Yeah, I'm not saying that because Fruit Dealer's a Zerg player. If it was a Terran or a Protoss that did it, I would also be similarly entertained by that. Fair enough. Yeah, just, yeah. It's a sports thing, right? Sports stories. A lot of ball sports stories are like that. The underdog that nobody believes in comes through, wins the whole thing. That's what every sports movie is all about. So for it to actually happen I, in StarCraft II was a lot of fun. 
I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I've, I don't think I've ever seen any sports movies. Yeah, no, I was expecting you to fully take my word for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One of these times, I might have you watch The Mighty Ducks. Mm. What is that? <laughs> it's a it's a movie from like 1992. It's about like sport by... hunting or something? Uh, it's about this junior hockey team. Oh, that's different. <laughs> And there are these poor kids that don't have good equipment, and they're in this league with like other teams that actually have some money, so they always get their butts kicked all the time. Uh huh. But then, oh, I have then seen. there's an attorney who who grew up playing hockey, but he doesn't like it anymore because he failed at one point, and he is a mean guy, and he drinks and he drives, and he gets busted, and as part of his terms, he has to do community service, and so he has to coach these kids. Hmm. It's a good idea. Mighty, give Mighty Ducks an alcoholic I know, access right? to a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> give, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, it was 92. It was a different time, okay? <laughs> I think I have seen a sports movie, actually, now that I think about it. Oh? Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Space Jam's totally a sports story. Yeah. There you go. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, well, I mean... There was once a great hmm. basketball player who didn't like to do it because he was the best and said did baseball, and then uh, he did a bunch of drugs, and that was the end of the movie. <laughs> he fever-dreamed a bunch of basketball with Looney Tunes, yeah. Well, I guess my question is, do you think Space Jam is considered an underdog story? Is humanity the underdog in this situation, and, the, and like the Monstars are the prohibitive favorites? I think so, because the Monstars are all like, we've absorbed the best basketballers' powers. Right, yes. and they become giants. So at that point, they're dominating, and then the Looney Tunes are just like, "I'm Bugs Bunny, but watch me play basketball." Yeah, I think exactly. I think they're expected to be the underdogs. The fact that they're I don't know the heroes of their own respective stories and stuff like that are generally disqualify them for the position, though. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Part of my struggle here is that one team had Michael Jordan on it. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, really hard for me to be like this team with peak power michael jordan is the underdog in the story like i don't know what <laughs> why they're playing basketball right yeah mm. Mm. Hmm. not only is it michael jordan but it's michael jordan who can stretch his arm yeah it's michael jordan with extra cartoon powers yeah which is just beyond unfair at that point <laughs> yeah Ah, Space Jam. Why did you watch Space Jam? Who was like, hey, Somicron, let's watch Space Jam? Uh, I think my auntie gave it to me for my birthday on VHS. Wow. What the crap? She's like, you know what Australian kids who don't like sports are into these days? No, I, I, I was into sports at the time. What? You used to be into sports ball? Uh-huh. My um, grandparents painted me a, a basketball like backboard of the Chicago Bulls. And that's not just because they didn't know who you were. No, it's because really at the time I really liked basketball. How did you get from that to not being able to endure 60 seconds of me talking about the NBA? What is going on? What happened to you? <laughs> I had my eyes open to the truth. So that, okay. That basketball that is mean? boring. <laughs> that these are games we teach children to improve their hand-eye coordination and little more. Wow, that's amazing. All right, we learned something today. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I used to be able to throw the the ball into the hoop really well as well. I think I liked it better when I didn't know this about you. <laughs> Look, I, I never played in like a team or anything like that. No, I know. Yeah, me neither. I played bowling in a team, if that counts. I mean, there's a ball, and it's a sport. It's true. Yeah, sports ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Were you good at that? Um, comparatively, yeah. Like in the like the league in my team, if you could score around a two hundred, you were good. But if like compared to whoever the Cyril of uh, bowling is, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, no, that's fair. I was actually into two hundred's good. Two hundred's a good bowling score. Yeah, I think that was like my top, my top ever was around that. My my average was like one sixty, one seventy, and I was yeah still really into it until I broke my leg and then couldn't walk or play for like years. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right, we learned things. Yep. What else is going on in the world? Um, You're going on vacation. That's what's going on. I am going on vacation. This episode family thing. probably come out while you're on vacation. Probably. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So how is Just it? Just doing... How is the vacation? Yeah, how's the vacation going? I'm calling in from while you're on vacation. You're at a lake or something, yeah? How is it? Is it nice? Pretty? Is it warm? What? No, what? No, I'm not on vacation right now. I'm saying lie. <laughs> oh, uh, it's great. It's fantastic. There's it, the weather is perfect. Um, kids are getting along. Kids are all getting along. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fan- fantastic. Cool. It's really relaxing. Cool. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, someone trying to do a bit with you. <laughs> I know, right? Good call. Probably shouldn't try that again. Uh, <laughs> oh, The Boys uh, Season 2 is coming out The what? The Boys! I've told you about The Boys It's an Amazon show Is that the one about the superheroes? Yeah ah, Okay. And like The real world superheroes mm-hmm. so Like, What if there really were beings That had godlike powers mm-hmm. on Earth mm-hmm. You think they'd be good people? Because the answer is probably not. <laughs> it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. The boys season one was like start to finish. One of the best things I watched last year for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so season two trailer came out. I didn't watch it because I don't watch trailers for stuff I'm going to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm trying to find a date here. September 4th. Nice. That's in a month. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. I mean, I I wouldn't have seen it, but I, nope. but okay. I'm gonna talk about it. That's fine. Excellent. Good. Uh, sports ball minute. <sighs> Did we just talk? About... Fine. No, we talked about your sports history, and that's not sports ball talk. <laughs> that is absolutely sports ball talk. Um, mm. Yeah, sure, go for it. All right, here we go. NBA in the bubble has been so good. And part of it, we realized just recently, is the fact that the bad teams are not here. The bad teams are not invited. We don't have any Cavs, Hawks, no Pistons, no Knicks, no nothing. It's only teams that are viable and fighting for playoff positions already have a playoff berth. And it's been some of the best basketball regular season I've ever seen. Everybody's fighting hard. The Virgin Suns 
The Suns beat the Clippers the other day. The Bucks are getting taken down by the Nets. It's absolute chaos. Everybody is great against everybody else. The Jazz are hot garbage. Uh, I wish they weren't this bad, but they lost Bogdanovich, and they can't hit the broadside of a barn, so they're bad. I've counted them out. But the Thunder are playing well. The Mavs are playing well. The Blazers are playing well. I mean, it's incredible. So this is some of the best NBA I've ever seen. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I think it's going to be fantastic. The NBA just knocked it out of the park with this bubble thing. Nobody's gotten sick, and it's been a ton of fun. I think they just did as well as they could considering the circumstances, and I'm so glad the NBA is back. It's been fantastic. Cool. <sighs> Wonderful. Copenhagen Doss will be happy. He'll make up for your sadness. That's how that works, right? Uh, I'll take you away for it. If this brings someone happiness and it bores you, then it's an even it's an even out thing. Right. It it balances, but you could have just as easily not done it, and it would also be balanced. That's true. Maybe there's somebody more than Copenhagen Doss that's into this. I mean, you are. So I guess that counts. <laughs> There we go. Two to one. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, is it time to wrap this thing up? I believe it is, yes. Excellent. Jam-packed episode of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Again, please check out the Patreon page for the podcast, as well as the merch store where we have things like hats and hoodies. And I mean, it's cold in some parts of the world, but not others. So I don't know. Get whatever you want, depending on where the weather is, where you are. And until next time, as always, we appreciate it. And stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, please take care of yourself.